Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Ira Green from freedomdeodorant.com. Brand is just freedom. Don't be confused. So we're lucky to have Ira with us to focus on social media once again and get some great tips and tricks on how she's used it to build her brand. So, yes, Ira, hi. 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 Taking Thank over you. the world. Oh, my God. Two. Sort, okay. sort of. All right. Bring a little freedom to That's everybody. That's right. That's right. Um, and liberty. A little yes. freedom and liberty. I'm telling you, we are so made. To like, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> we need capes. Does anybody yes. have any capes? Um, so we've talked, in, you know, in this, in keeping with this theme, we've talked a lot about how social media used to be a, like, do you do it? Do you not do it? And now it's like, you have to do it. You have and to. And it's how you do it and which ones, you, which platforms you focus on. Right. So tell us a little bit about kind of how you've, begun building relationships with your consumer base, both those who are existing consumers and those who you want to be, your kind of target consumer, um, through social media and what platforms you like to use? So, you know, it's a trial and error. You know, we've gone through multiple social media um, partners. Uh, We've tried to do it ourselves. We've, um, we're still going through the, you know, finding a a, a space of like, where are we comfortable? Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I know is Facebook, I understand. Instagram, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do it yourself unless you're really strong at it is not a good idea mm-hmm. um, because it takes a lot of time because mm-hmm. you got to do research. You got to look at other people's pages. You've got to like, there's a lot to mm-hmm. do with it and you have to be pretty savvy to do it. Um, you also have to figure out, do you want an ROI on it? I mean, yeah. what is your goal on it? You know, because Something you just said is very interesting because it's, you go, you know, it's, it's not whether I'm going to do it. It's I'm, I have to do it. And the reason you have to do it is because it's a sales platform for you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I hate to say that and everybody's like, well, brings, you know, brand loyalty and it does, it gives you information about the brand. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you should see what some of these influencers are charging, you know, somebody's making money off this, you know, and you should be too. And I look at, uh, one of our competitors, like Native and stuff, they use mm-hmm. social media to actually sell their company for $100 million. Are I don't you know kidding? If, no, no, not at all. Um, they actually just sold and um, they had no salespeople. They had no distribution whatsoever. It was all over Facebook and Instagram. Wow. And um, they did it kind of like a Harry Shave Club. Do you remember that? Yeah, I yeah, do remember that. It's the that. exact same thing. So it's your new retailer. Mm-hmm. is what social media is, you know? Okay, but how do we, because I often say, and maybe you're, you're, you'll correct me in this, but I often say you have to use it to be social. You can't, you can't be just throwing prices out to people. You no. have to engage them. So how no. do you, how no, do no, you no. like, 
give us advice on that fine line where we learn it, it's sort of like being at a cocktail party and throwing your card out and saying here's me talk. call me if you need to you gotta have your small talk yeah. you gotta have your little icebreaker so how do how you, you do the small talk but right. be mindful that at the end of the day we're trying to convert these people we have into, a business yeah like and not only that but not only do we have a business but we want to get you off your old deodorant like you know we want to get you on a new freedom, I guess, you know, on a new path to freedom. We want to get you using better products for Mm -hmm. yourself. We want to educate you. Mm -hmm. We want you to feel good about what you're doing. We don't want you to feel like you're the only one out there that's putting tea tree oil on their armpits and going, why does this smell so bad and not work? You know, we, so it's, it's kind of like, how do we do the whole thing? You know, how do we educate you? How do we, um, show you our product? How do we get feedback from you? You know, cause that's also where our feedback comes from. You know, we want to hear sure. from our, it's our a, people. it's so, yeah. Like never before we're able to use them as focus groups. Use, you use them, use our friends, our followers, our, our you know, the I people who are con- customers want to be customers. They've got something to say. They're telling us what they want. I could ask a question. What do you think our next scent should be? You know, and I could get an answer like that better than any beta test for me to go out and get, right. you know, of all my friends. That's my right. favorite. They're like, oh, all my friends use your products. Did it? And I go, yeah. Did they give you feedback? No. But the minute I put it on social media, I get feedback just like right that. Right away. Yeah. It, it, usually. Oh, liberty and liberty and. <laughs> <laughs> That was Ira snapping, <laughs> by the way, if you heard that. <laughs> There's not like bombs going off in our room. I love it. So, so okay, what platforms do you use? So, Which platforms do okay, you use? Okay, so we're on Instagram and on um, uh, Facebook. Okay. How do I forget that, yeah. right? Um, Facebook, like I said, I love um, because I could, inter- I could interact more. And we just recently just switched some stuff up and we're doing something different. So I'm really excited to see what our social media is going to be like in the next few months. Um, Instagram, um, we we're on, but it's not, I haven't figured that quite out yet, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you need to engage a lot with the people that are on there, not just getting likes and also Facebook changed their algorithms yeah. all the time. And not only that, you can't ask people to like your page anymore. Um, so it's, it's very different. It constantly keeps changing and you have to keep up with it. Um, you know, and, and there's people that do things like we've seen people that put blogs out there that say it's not sponsored. This, I have to tell you, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. You know, most of the stuff that it is sponsored, you know, again, back to, yeah. you know, our, our recent competitor, you know, that put blogs out there. And then all of a sudden, once they're sold, the blogs now say their name on it. But they were the same blogs that were out there before. Are these posts that blog posts that say that something wasn't sponsored and something was? So, yeah. So you have to be very careful with stuff that you see out there nowadays. Uh You know, not everybody puts that they're sponsored for stuff and stuff is sponsored. You know, even when you get free product, that's considered, you get free product, right? Um, There's, I've seen um, things that were not even that nice that were out there. So it's just, it's trying to figure out that fine line of just being truthful, being, telling people your story and just, you just kind of have to keep getting it out there. Um, I love Facebook though, because I feel like I can interact with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I have a personal Facebook account that, you know, a lot of my friends go to and I know how to, how to post. Um, I feel so bad, but I really don't. So many of us that don't. Um, Yeah. I I have absolutely no idea how to repost on Instagram. FYI. (laughs) It's been shown three times and I've yet to figure it out. Okay. Um, so, you know, so, and I think that, 
because I'm comfortable with it and because most of my friends are on it too, that Facebook is kind of our baby. Like yeah. we really enjoy Facebook. And you and it. I had talked before this about the demographic of oh. Facebook being really meaningful for you. Well, I'm not 25. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you look, you. You look good love, though, girl. You. you look good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been uh-huh. pushed up a few times. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's, um, so, you know, how do I put it? Like my kids can figure out the Instagram side. Sure. Um, the Facebook side, I think the demographic's a little bit older. I think uh, the demographic is a little bit more consumer driven. Mm-hmm. Um, they they know how to navigate it more like, you know, watching stories and, and whatnot where it's not just a picture. They actually might read some of the stuff or they'll watch the video from it. Like, or engage, ask you engage, a question. For sure. Or, yeah. For sure. Um, and like... Kate, who's sitting next to me, right? I literally had to ask her how, how to look at stories on Instagram. And they're yeah. like these quick 30 second pieces and they're gone, right? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, there's a few things on F- Facebook I know I keep coming back to and that I even send to myself in mas- Messenger. So I feel like maybe it's been my short term memory is going away that I have to keep re looking <laughs> yeah. at stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, I think, I think by having that, it's almost like you got your favorites and you almost kind of like get your, I, I, well, it sounds like it's My not better. just that you prefer it, yeah. at least right now, but that your consumer My is consumer preferring prefers it. it. Yeah. And so that makes it really meaningful. It's interesting to me, though, because the type of product that you're creating, yeah. I would think, would be a hit with millennials. And it, it's not that it's not. It's just that you haven't spent as much time on Instagram developing that. Not necessarily true. Okay. Um, again, you got to look at the field and you got to look at, you know, what our end goal is and mm-hmm. how we want the, the brand we want to create for the company, mm-hmm. you know, and the first thing I said was Estee Lauder, you know, yeah. and um, that's the brand that kind of always comes back to me, the Bobby Browns of the world. Yeah. I remember hearing her and just loving her and stuff. Yeah. And, and um, those are brands that resonated with me. And those are brands that like my mom introduced me to, Yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that a mom has to introduce anybody to freedom, you know, or whatnot, yeah. but we really did make sense for like a mother and daughter. Cause we have a lavender citrus I'm, and we I'm have planning a on it. Yeah. peach, you yeah. know what I mean? So I want it to be the brand that people just look at and is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the millennial side, what we see on the, you know, on the younger side is they're still trying to find their brands. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're finding different brands. They keep testing the waters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to be that brand. I just want to be that consistent brand. Mm. I don't have to be up here. And we have a lot of competition too, you know, on the, everybody wants the younger generation. They mm-hmm. forgot about me. Yay! I know and that's like, why we say like, we're here too. You should not forget yeah. about me because I buy the products still for my kids and I buy the products for me and I promise you I will spend more money than they will because they don't have money. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're still on my dime, right? So um, if it goes through me, then it's a brand that I'm going to stick with and I want to be that brand. Yeah. You need to read, um, I'll, I'll tell you about this later, but we're, we're putting out a, a biannual magazine. It's oh, in print right now. I like it. So, and there's an article in there about uh, being a perennial, what it means to be a perennial. And you're going to love this article. And it's written by Gina Pell, a friend of mine from up north. I love it. So I want to read it. Stay, yes. stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned for that. I like this. So um, you had talked a bit ago about the strategy and you've been mentioning it as yeah. you go, whether it's focusing on Facebook for the consumer base that you want to really influence. Um, or what you said earlier was, don't forget, this is a business. We're trying to convert people. Right. When you look at social media, how, how does your strategy to get them to convert inform what you're posting? Um, 
you know, that's a fine line. Yeah. You know, you, you talk to a social media person, then you talk to a marketing person, and then you talk to an owner of a business and they're going to give you three different answers. Sure. sure. Everybody's got a different angle and different way they see it and view it uh, and what they see and view as success. So let's just, let me just, if we could assign, I have some assumptions, correct me. The business owner wants to convert. The um, social media person wants to grow followers and likes and engagement. And the marketing person sees it as a cog in a bigger wheel. So a little bit different. Um, The marketer wants to convert because it's his numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. The business owner wants to see the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Because yes, you're uh, yeah. getting a conversion, but you're spending X amount of dollars over here. Oh, great distinction. Right. How much is it costing you, whether it's dealing with influencers or hiring somebody to manage your right. social media? Great distinction. Yeah. Because I've had people come back at me and say, you know, well, we had a million impressions or we've had what six, six times yeah. conversions. You know what I mean? And okay, but how much did it cost us to get there? Yeah. You know, and by the way, and if that's great. And if you've got a great conversion, a great impression, people are talking about you and everything else, and it's all coming and your sales are going up, that's great. But if they're not, yeah, or your engagement's not going up, you know, from the business owner side, because my marketing guy is not necessarily looking at my engagements. My social media person is looking at engagements, but isn't looking at conversions, sure. you know, and I'm looking at the whole thing and how much it's costing me altogether. So, so when you approach social media, you're approaching it with somebody who has decided that there's a certain amount of investment that's going to go into this. What would you say to the person who's starting up who doesn't have that kind of capital to put towards social and is doing it themselves? Okay. So I got to tell you, it's (laughs) the best way for them to start. And it doesn't take a lot of capital. That's the crazy part. Because what you're trying to do is really get your brand out there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And the more people that come to your website to buy, you got to look at the overall, like if person's buying one time, they might buy a second time and a third time. Because when you get them at your website, then you've got your emails. You've captured and you've them. captured yeah. them. And you could really build a, a great brand from that. Um, you don't necessarily And at that, that point, it really relies on the product. That's the product yeah. right there. Product Absolutely. has to sell for the second order. Absol- and then, yeah. you know, your overall value of your client is so much more. But my 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 theory is just start. I yeah. know so many people who just don't. I know two companies that do well that never advertise on Facebook. And I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. Just what for have somebody you missed to out look on? at your website. Somebody to look, just another person to see. It costs you $5. You could do it from your phone. Target, you know, if you have a business, right? Let's say you just have a business, a brick and mortar business. And if you haven't targeted everybody in your zip code, yeah. like go close your doors. Yeah. Like go close your doors. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand what you're doing. It, it's so simple and it doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. I think it's, there's an intimidation with anything that people think they have to purchase to no. advertise, market, get their, it, it feels like it's so far from the creation of the product or the service. And yet again, that, that's why it's a business. Like we're building this so they will buy this so we can, we can find the margin and hopefully put some of that in our pocket. And people are women right. who don't take as much risk. These are, these, this is data information mm-hmm. or d- this is data that I'm collecting that has been collected. This isn't me just saying this. They're less likely to take risks. And there's something about spending money on, in this particular 
um, bit of information. It's on advertising, but let's let's bundle it into the bigger marketing question or the bigger marketing issue. They're afraid or they feel like it's um, frivolous spending on the business and it's not, it, there's not a, a long-term vision when they're thinking about that, whether it's public relations, whether it's, and look, I've suffered from it too. It's like, let, let's figure out how to do, or we there, the money isn't there, I think is right. probably the other thing. It's not just fear. But hold on. Yeah. You don't have $5? No, uh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but I want to be fair to the people who are listening that they don't know it's $5. Right. So what I'm saying is you're saying so I'm you can you do something. that $5 investment and it can be meaningful. I'm going to save some business owner who's listening to, to this right now yeah. a ton of money. Save us. So they could save this money and they could put it into like their Facebook advertising. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, first of all, if you're going to build an online platform mm -hmm. or if you have a brick and mortar and you're thinking about building an online platform, don't get scared. Go straight to Shopify, get one of their free themes. Okay. Yeah. Have them build out your thing. They actually have people that'll build out for you for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Do not go and spend like five, six thousand dollars on right, this. Right. And that's your first time, like go yeah. do it just to have something up there. Um, that's one. So now I just saved you five or six thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Okay. Divide that by five. Okay. Divide that by right. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Divide that by five dollars. Yeah. Right. Pick out zip codes that are all around you. Yeah. Run an ad with a picture of your business or talk about something so special about your business that somebody wouldn't know about. Yeah. Something to catch somebody's eye. Make it a great picture. Make it cute. Make it pretty. Make it something. Catch their eye. Yeah. Spend $5 and see what happens. Yeah. That's it. So you did something in addition to the work that you're doing on Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram. You put out some video through YouTube and I watched your video. You did? I mean, yeah, because I, I mean, I wanted to know a little bit more about you, but it was interesting. I was like, this is a great encapsulated way of telling a story and getting to know you. There was no product in what I saw. There wasn't? But, I got to look at my YouTube stuff. But no, okay. no, no, but I mean, maybe some of them had, no, but I, there's one on the site in particular. And then there was one, it was a green... It was a green Tuesday or Tuesday oh. tip and you were wearing green earrings and you had your Seattle Seahawks <laughs> hat. Yes. But, but there's things that um, you're doing that really inform us as a customer or potential customer, like a little bit about you, your why, a little bit about the product and what goes into it. In this case, what doesn't go into it. Right. Um, and it's sort of like, oh, I'm, I, I know her. She's my friend. It's like I'm buying from my friend. Right. How intentional was that in creating video to promote the brand, to get the word out about the brand? Or was that just like, oh, hey. she's cute. Let's put her on video and <laughs> see you. if we can sell something. Um, no, no. It was actually the total opposite. Um, if for anybody, I think when you're first starting out to say that something was super intentional, I mean, it has to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you literally you lie and I say, know, oh, I'm so not going to. I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's, you know, you fly by the seat of your pants half the yeah. time. And I will tell you that I, I got to see the videos, but I have a feeling there's one that literally half the stuff it was at my friend's store, yeah. you know, and like half the, the vases next to me fell over <laughs> during the video and we're trying to figure out how to like get it out yes. and how many people like looked at it and went, okay, those are crap. You got to redo those and you have to get them higher quality and you have to do this. And quite honestly, you like, none of those were ever scripted. And I think 
you know, with all of everything we do in freedom is the freedom to kind of be free and do whatever you want. Like people see the passion I have in this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of hard to hide. I kind of wear it on my sleeve. So the one thing I noticed when we were first starting was it was about me being passionate about our products, you know, Mm -hmm. and what we do and remembering what Cindy felt like when she called me crying, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Remembering that moment. And I think it's like almost contagious. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I want people to get is that is like, this is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to feel like you're doing something Mm -hmm. so horrible and different. You know, I want you to be excited to buy our product. I want you to know it's going to work. I want you to know that we're with you. We know how you feel and we're there, you know, and that's just what we try to relay in all the videos, um, which by the way, have to be redone. No, but, but they but, don't um, because I think the fact that they're not, and, and they look great, by the way. I, I, so it's, I mean, I'm not saying they're not highly produced. You said that. But the, <laughs> I think that makes it more trustworthy. Well, it's a little bit of like, this is just them getting out the story. This isn't, there's not a $30,000 team of people and cameras no. and everything there. And so it reads less like a commercial and more like a story. So- I I don't like things that are too scripted. I don't. I think the rigidity in life is one of the things that I least like in so many different ways. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, I'm a girl. I'm an immigrant. I'm a single mom. Um, I don't have the stuff going for me. Like, you know, I didn't come from Harvard. You know, Mm -hmm. English is my second language and I barely even know how to spell half the time. Mm -hmm. Thank God for spell check. I am absolutely Um, sure that there's a correlation between bad spellers and entrepreneurship. I think so too. That's another episode. Anyway. You know, but seriously, (laughs) seriously. Um, No lie. And it took me like a year to figure out how to spell deodorant in my own company, right? Uh By the way, spell entrepreneurship. Yeah, I can't. Uh I can't. I really can't. So, um... I think it had to do with like, (laughs) I did what everybody else wanted me to do for so long. I got married. I had the corporate job, you know, I worked out a lot. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that. And, um, babies, babies, I had the babies and I had to do this. And every time I tried to do what everybody else wanted me to do, (sighs) it wasn't me. Mm. Right. And now I, I, I guess I'm, you know, mid forties and, uh, you know, things are like falling apart yeah. and like yeah. you're putting them back together. And how much more time do we have to mm-hmm. do what everybody else wants you to do? Right. I created a company because I wanted this for myself. I know there's other people that are going to enjoy it just as well. And I'm really excited about that, you know, and I want people to know why we did this. And I don't think I could even keep to a script if they gave it to me. Sure. You know, I really have a bad memory. I do. And, um, but I don't want it to come off scripted. I, this is my story. It's nobody else's story. So let me impair that and show yeah. that. And I hope other people get it. Like we've got a video coming out. Like I swear half my head is cut off, but it was, it was, it was so like genuine because it was exactly how I felt at that moment that I was like, let's put this out. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. So, that's a, you just set up the, the last question, which is, um, you've talked about it sort of, it, you know, kind of, I've done it, I've done what I was supposed to do. And now I just want to do what I feel called to do, what I feel moved to do, what I feel, we talked about nagging in the first uh, part of this, um, interview. What, 
what would you say to a woman? So the statistic behind this is that women are outpacing men in starting businesses, but they're also outpacing men in failing. Now, some of it is just a numbers game, but you being a numbers person, you understand that, that, you know, it's one in five are going to succeed. And so if we have more trying, then we're going to have more failing. But I believe it's also that women are new as a generation to this entrepreneurial game on their own, you know, not the mom and pop thing, but really on their own. And so how do we help support and scaffold other women to create the success that you're experiencing, that you're on the road to experiencing more of? Like, what do we need to do? So I learned a really hard lesson recently. We started a fundraise, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, why are we raising money? I'm like, oh yeah, we got to grow. That's right. You know, because yeah. it's one thing nobody tells you is even though your company does well, um, with competition and everything else, it really doesn't hurt you to bring in other investors, other minds, other yeah. money to really scale it, you know, because if you look at anything in Silicon Valley, that that's all they do, you yeah. know, is bring in money. Um, and I thought, well, how hard can this be? Like we are profitable, you know, we make, we did well, we've got we these look great good. locations. Everything looks like, good. Everything's right. And oh my gosh, it has been a very humbling experience <laughs> yeah. to say the least. And what I realized, and I, I love this question so much. And I wish that people talked about it more because, you know, you're raised were you ever raised to talk business? Did you ever talk business mm. with your buddies or anything like mm-hmm. that? No, we never talked about it. We talked about, we're going to get a boyfriend. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. We're going to travel there. My house is going to look like this. Da, 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 da. I want to buy this dress, blah, blah, blah. Right? I mean, did I just sum up all yeah. the way up to 28? And yeah, yeah, never drink wine after beer. Like, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, and I'll hold your hair. Yeah, and, um, totally. Okay. The important so part. There, this, is, this, is, this is the life of a girl growing up, at least, you know. Yeah. Guys don't do that. Okay. Guys talk about business. Guys talk about what do you want to do? What are you going to major in? Where are you going to go? Da, 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 da. Hey, I know this guy. I know th- that guy. Let me introduce you to this person. Maybe we could get you an internship here. You know, my dad was a business person, blah, 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 blah. blah. Let's hang out. Let's talk money. Let's talk business. Right. They will talk about girls. They'll probably talk about football, you know, um, but they'll talk about business a lot. And we missed that whole like 20 years, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of came in the back way of, I'm going to build a business now. All right, great. Let's go. I had a woman once tell me recently, her, whose uh, husband sold a pretty big company. And I said, you know, can I go to, can I talk to him? You know, we've got a great opportunity, everything else. The first thing she said to me was, don't ask him for money. I go, do you tell his guy friends that when they go golfing on the golf course? Because I bet you she doesn't. And they get investments all day long. And they get introductions all day, all day long. How did she respond to that? I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, wow. Uh. wow. You know, I, I couldn't believe it because I was like, wow, you know I'm building a business, a successful one on top of it because you have no problem asking me to bring you samples all day long. But God forbid I go to somebody who has done this before, ask him for advice, help, you know, whether it's introduce me to somebody or whatever, and you, you don't want me to do it. Okay, I want to ask you something. Shoot. Do you think that's her? Do you feel like she was the one that missed the point, the opportunity to connect you with her husband? Or do you believe that she was potentially protecting you from a, 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 a person 
happens to be a man right. who wasn't going to take you seriously when you asked him for money because you were a woman. Okay. Either way. I'm not saying either right. way it's okay. I'm right. saying which do you think it was? You know what? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say that I know what's in her mind, but I, I know for a fact that my guy friends that have gone out and done this don't get responses like that. Yeah. You know, and, um, or they get the, let me introduce you to somebody. I might know somebody for you in this realm or this, they get taken much more seriously. Um, I still get the, how's that little soap company you're, you're, you've got, you know, I'm like, I, we don't even do soap, but it's a good idea for the future. (laughs) Um, you know, yes, I do know. um, I do know. Right. So it's, it's, I think as women, as women, we need to support each other more, you know, as women, we should be saying, you know what? My husband knows a few people. Like, why don't I get you in front of them? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have something you could send me? Let me see what your term sheet looks like. Or you know what? I used to do design back in the day. Like, do you need any help with something? Yeah. You know, like have the conversations, have the conversations. Like, okay, where do you want to get into? Like I had a friend of mine call, I think you did too. You know, I knew somebody over there. You know, okay, let me make a phone call and introduce you. Women don't do that. We don't. Some do. You know, businesswomen nowadays are getting better at it. That's all guys do. So I think when you're trying to build a business and you know you have, and it's called the boys club. The guys support each other. You're going to have a stronger business when you have a better community supporting each other. Mm -hmm. I'll give you another stat. You're going to love this. My two competitors that just sold, okay, one was started by a man, okay? And it was because his, his sister couldn't find um, a deodorant and he thought mm-hmm. this is a great model who also sold two businesses from Harvard Business School. Mm-hmm. There's a few connections there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The other ones was started by a woman, but a male VC came in and took over as co-founder and CEO and sold the company. Why didn't she sell it? What did he have that she didn't have? Mm-hmm. Connections. What did the other one have that, he, that somebody else didn't? came from Harvard and sold two businesses. He can make a phone call. I think for women getting to that next level, we could all start. We could all start, right? It's very few that get through to the next level. And I think that's that middle ground that we have to focus on to help women out. And to support one another. So you just did an infomercial or an ad for (laughs) Liberty because uh, we're launching a membership which Ooh. is to get women connected to each other to support one another. I think so. That's awesome. We'll talk can I, about can, I, can, can I we? Be a member? You can be a member, and we're going to use that somehow. I love it. So thank you for that. I think there were lots of nuggets in what you just said, and I also want to say to all our millennial sisters who are out there who are learning from what um, you've seen your mothers go through, what you're listening to today, like the opportunity is there and start talking about your futures, start investing in one another, start talking about business. And for the women who are closer to your age and my age, um, you know, we need to start having those conversations because we have the experience, we have the know-how, we come armed and ready for business. So all we got to do is believe that we are. So thank you for that. I feel empowered just listening to you. Yes. So before we let you go, we yes. do this one part of our interview called the quick six. Shoot. So I'm going to ask you six questions, just whatever comes to mind. Okay. 
Do you prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Flex all day long. <laughs> what is nine to five? Yeah, it's I know. so structured. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the other thing that non non spellers, flex schedule people, and right. entrepreneurs. Oh. Um, do you like vacationing in the mountains or the beach? Um, the forest. I like trees. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Napa. Oh, I can hang there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> mountains, wine, vineyard, yes. or yeah. Okay. Yes, a forest on a mountain overlooking the beach. Okay, done, done. You just <laughs> let me know where that is and we'll go. Um, do you like working from home or an office? Actually, I know this is going to shock people. Yeah. An office. No, I don't think it is. I, I, we just, more and more we're hearing people say like, I can be focused in an office. I don't, the laundry's not staring at me. Oh, I love you. That's yeah. I just, yeah. I'm not washing the dishes. I'm yeah. not cleaning up my kid's yeah. room. Yeah. I just, yeah, I feel there's a lot of shame. <laughs> I work from my home. The dishes are shaming me. The laundry's shaming You're me. You're never my good enough. My 10 year old is shaming me. Like, I got to go to the never. office. Um, do you like working alone or with a team? Oh, a team. Yeah. I love people. Do you need that alone time to I do. Of, be more visionary and so I think again happy medium yeah um I think when the team's right and you get inspired by the people around you I think it's it's awesome yeah. and I really don't want to build a business where I'm doing it all myself yeah I, I really want to empower the people around me and watch them grow along yeah. with me amen um but then on the flip side I sometimes need nobody to speak to me yeah uh, I, I I do it's yeah. usually later on at night um, yeah. I love, like, I love flying because I get that time. Yeah. I know it's, it's horrible, but I flew a week and a half, two weeks ago. I was flying to New York and people were like, oh, this flight. And I was like, are you kidding me? I think this is like awesome. Five hours <laughs> with nobody talking to me. This is heaven. I'm going to get so much done. Oh my yeah. God. You got to join the clubs too. You know yeah. what I mean? You can yes. sit in the club. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's coming at you asking you questions. It's awesome. Yes. I know. I know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Um, this is the hardest question by far. Thai or Mexican food? Thai Mexican fusion, both. Okay. New answer. Never yeah. heard that. Well, why not? I that mean, sounds like really... a truck. That sounds like a truck in like a food truck. It could be the next business. Be... Yeah. Okay. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom plus liberty <laughs> equals Thai Mexican. Right. There you um, go. And then this uh, podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Our brand is called Liberty. What does it mean for you to be liberated? Freedom. Yeah, I knew you were going to look so good again. You're looking at me like she's going to show you exactly what she's so going to go in there. Freedom. But that's yeah. exactly what it means. Yeah, I love that. Ira, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for hauling it out to L.A. from Vegas. Maybe you can take some of this temperate weather with you. <laughs> Stay here. And Liberty <laughs> listeners, thanks again for hanging with us. And I'm sure you've learned a lot in this um, podcast interview. And check out the show notes for all things about Ira and her brand, Freedom, and freedomdeodorant.com if you want to head over there. Until next week, we'll see ya. Bye. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. 
Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower. 